0: We're always live. We're always live. From the we walk in the room <laughs> and she plugs it in. We're live.
1: Copy. 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 Ready? Sure. Welcome back to Gem Junkies, episode Hello. six.
0: Six? Sapphire. Sapphire.
1: Yep. So. Great week last week. Talked about, what did we talk about? Columbia. Emeralds. Emeralds. And getting ready to do sapphires this week. Got a big trip planned this weekend for Father's Day.
0: Headed to Utah.
1: Headed down to Utah to visit my daddy.
0: Big trip, two hours.
1: Big trip. And my brother's coming into town, so I'm super excited to see Benny. Hi, Ben. He's the only one in my family that listens. (laughs) He listens on his drive to work in the morning. So, hello, Benny. Shout out to my baby bro.
0: Should probably mention, though, that this is a two-part series because we're only doing blue sapphire this week. And then we'll do fancy sapphire another week.
1: It was... Yeah, so when I was thinking about sapphire, there's a lot of stuff there. Yeah, it's
0: the most popular gemstone.
1: Yeah, there's a lot going on in sapphire between all the colors and the different phenomena it can have. So we'll deal with that next week.
0: You seem very organized today.
1: I am hyped on coffee.
0: (laughs) I think think Savannah gave you the IV of coffee. Yeah, she gave me a coffee
1: drip. So I was sitting in my chair just like amped about sapphire. Sweet. Yes.
0: Well, it should. You should be amped since both of us wear sapphires for our wedding rings. Yes, I can see why you would uh, see this as one of our favorites.
1: Yes, Jonathan and I have blue sapphires, or sapphires. Is there known. any other color? Is not as fancy sapphire um, in our wedding rings, engagement rings. They symbolize faithfulness and truthfulness, and what else? Nobility, because every gemstone symbolizes nobility for some reason. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, if you go back to uh, to the... There there was the Justinian Code that actually made it illegal for anyone outside of royalty to have colored gemstones.
1: Really? I forgot that. That's true. You forgot true. about the
0: Justinian Code, huh?
1: When did that end? It's
0: well, part of the Roman Empire, so whenever the Roman Empire went away, I guess the Justinian Code went away as well.
1: Okay, so a meager mortals.
0: Peasants. Peasants. I think they call us peasants because they're mortal as well. They can, <laughs> can, they can die. Well, they're not Well, they were gods. all
1: descended from gods, right? That's what they thought. Yeah. Anyway.
0: Anyway, yeah. Peasants.
1: Well, ancient Greek and Roman queens thought that sapphires protected their owners from harm, so no one could do anything naughty to them. Did it save Caesar? No. Um, in the Middle Ages, the clergy wore them to symbolize heaven the blue symbolizes heaven and in other times and places sapphire was thought to guard your chastity uh make peace influence spirits and reveal the secrets of the oracles wow yep
0: so it sounds like there should be stuff in there if it uh for the chastity thing it sounds like that really 16-year-old girls instead of getting classrooms they should be getting sapphires
1: there you go <laughs> Chastity rings. (laughs) Let's not go there. All right. The name comes from the Greek word, which means blue gemstone, which is sapphiros. But they actually think it should, they were actually talking about lapis lazuli, Mm. which is another blue gemstone, but we just have equated it to the sapphire, the corundum variety of the blue gemstones. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Sapphire is a variety of the mineral corundum. Yes. So we talked about corundum a little bit when we talked about ruby, uh, but it's uh, an aluminum oxide.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: it is. Aluminum oxide. So the three most abundant minerals on Earth are aluminum, oxygen, and silicon. So it is extremely rare to get an environment where you just have aluminum and oxygen, which is why sapphire is so rare. Now in its purest form, sapphire is colorless. Corundum is colorless, excuse me. Corundum is colorless, and it's with the trace elements of?
0: Titanium and iron.
1: That give it its blue color. Darn you, iron. It's in everything. Yeah. More iron equals a darker blue. And it's just like ruby, obviously, because they're both corundum, Corundum. that stones found in a basalt deposit, more iron, equal darker stones. So examples of that are sapphires from Thailand, Cambodia,
0: Australia.
1: um, Yep. And then there's also non-basalt that are formed in marble, low iron bearing minerals. Like
0: cashmere.
1: Cashmere and straight from the USA, Yogo Gulch sapphires in Montana.
0: Right. What about Rock Creek?
1: Rock Creek, too.
0: Rock Creek would mm-hmm. also be non basalt. Yep. Okay. Yep. Color.
1: Colored. Colored. Set that down gently. <laughs> that it's my hand's shaking. <laughs> uh, so sapphires are blue. Obviously, when you're valuing a colored gemstone, the most important trait is...
0: Color. Color. Um, and color can be described in three ways. You have hue, saturation, and tone.
1: Right. So the hue is the, the actual color. Color. So that's blue. So like a violet blue to a blue blue. That's kind of what we consider right. sapphire. Right. And then saturation is how intense that color is.
0: Yeah. The vividness or brightness of the hue.
1: Right. So if it's not saturated enough, the stone can tend to look gray.
0: Right. Right. You need plain saturation, but if it's oversaturated, then it tends to look black. Yeah, too dark. Too dark.
1: And then hue, wait, tone, hue,
0: no. saturation. Yeah, we went the other way. Saturation, hue, saturation, now tone. Right. So then the tone is the lightness to darkness, whether it's a light or dark. So if it's too light, you get all the way to clear. Mm-hmm. And if it's too dark, you go all the way to black. So you need...
1: You want everything in the middle.
0: Middle is middle, middle is best. Is
1: best. Yeah, just right down the middle of that
0: yeah. color scheme. call is more of a medium blue. Yes.
1: Now, ancient, an ancient myth about sapphires is that they needed to ripen in the sun. Ooh, ripen. Ripen. And the longer they absorbed those sun's rays, the more intense the color was.
0: Oh, so they become like a raisin.
1: Yeah, like a raisin, but they don't (laughs) shrivel.
0: (laughs) No, obviously not.
1: But So they've now equated that to uh, heating of sapphires okay right so they think that myth kind of talks about heating sapphires okay and it's a very common treatment for sapphires heat treatment
0: right what percentage would you say of sapphires are heated
1: 90 percent.
0: it's gotta be yeah at least 90 yeah maybe even higher maybe 95 higher. 99 mm-hmm. definitely 90s
1: high 90s high 90s so heat treatment goes back centuries where they would um, just like put it in a little pot over the wood-burning fire in the middle of the house, and sit there and blow on it. They would. They just sit there with a long kind of kind of stoke the fire, and it was used actually not to change the color, which it is now, but to enhance the appearance. So.
0: To make it, to make to include to make the clarity better
1: yeah to make the to clarity better we are bumble bumming
0: this so now it's done more to improve or enhance the color but also can enhance the clarity as well right
1: and it's crazy it can enhance the clarity by making the stone more transparent to remove silk or it can be because it can be used to add silk.
0: You can add silk?
1: Yeah, you can add silk.
0: How do you add silk?
1: So silk is an inclusion in sapphires that is rutile needles that kind of all go together to give it a velvety appearance when it's in its most beautiful form. Otherwise, it can give it just the appearance of being cloudy and included. And they, they usually heat treat to remove those rutile needles when they do not enhance the
0: uh, color quality of the gemstone. Okay, so how do they add silk? How do you add a rutile needle into a they,
1: gemstone? They add an element to it which adds the rutile needles. It's And it's done at extremely high heat, and we can talk about that more when we talk about star sapphires. Okay. Yeah. Which is next week. Okay. Okay.
0: (laughs) You were bossy today.
1: I guess so. One thing that I really think is cool with heat treatment is they've been able to take gems or sapphire rough that was used for garden gravel in Sri Lanka and make it into beautiful, fine sapphire crystals with just heat. So there's two types of this rough. Do you know their names, Jonathan? I don't. Gouda and Dun.
0: That's right, Gouda and Dun. Gouda
1: like the cheese, but not spelled like the cheese. Right. And Dun, so Gouda comes from Sri Lanka, Dun comes from Madagascar. They're both kind of a milky, grayish, smoky color. And until about 1970, it was basically used for gardens. Yeah, it right. was it was trash stuff. And then the 1970s, the Ties really started experimenting with what you can do with heat.
0: Was that before or after their... Their, their fire. Their fire.
1: I, it was after the fire. Do you want to tell the story of the fire?
0: Well, there's
1: not, there's not much of a story. So in
0: Canterbury, which is one of the main sapphire...
1: Centers, Centres. Centres. Gem centers
0: for trading and that kind of stuff. Cutting, trading, everything. The, entire. uh, the... What's that called?
1: The market. Market.
0: Yeah, so the market burned down. So the gem market burned down, and they weren't able to get all their sapphires out, and some of them turned better colors. Yeah,
1: and it was a really, really, really hot fire that burned for, like, two or three days. And they were like, hmm... Let's try this, and so they started just experimenting. And I think the thing that's really interesting now, they call them burners—people that heat gemstones—and they they send their kids to Harvard to get PhDs in engineering to figure out better ways to heat gemstones. And it is like family secret. It's like the bush beans recipe. You don't talk about it. It is just (laughs) not talked about. I went to a burner and everything was shut down. They had nothing running, nothing going. So you couldn't see how they were doing anything.
0: So when we talk about heat, how hot are we talking?
1: So to heat Gouda from Sri Lanka, you have to heat it to 2,912 degrees Fahrenheit, about 1,600 degrees Celsius to get it to
0: change color. Right. So heating is usually anywhere from 500 to 1800 degrees Celsius, which is 932 to 3270 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. So we're talking hot, real, now, real hot.
1: The interesting thing that I, that I remember is that Gouda from Sri Lanka is harder to get. It's more difficult to get it to turn blue than the dun that comes from Madagascar. That takes a lot lower time lower temperature to make it into a fine quality sapphire right so the three things that you really need to take into consideration when we're talking about heat treatment of gemstones is one the time and temperature two oxygen oxygen so there's an oxidation or a reduction condition. So either they're adding oxygen in,
0: which makes it a lighter blue,
1: or they're reducing oxygen, which, which makes it darker. So it's very technical. That's why they all go to Harvard to study this. And then, number three, during the heat process, they can also add chemicals which interact with the gemstone and enhance its color as well,
0: like brilliant.
1: Like beryllium and rubies. So we call that, we take that one step outside of heat treatment and we call that diffusion, where they're actually adding chemicals to the
0: gemstone. Right.
1: The next place to go, I think, would be sources.
0: Sources or mining.
1: Or mining. Let's talk about sources and then we'll talk about mining. Or we'll kind of talk about mining with the sources because different sources have different mining techniques, depending on where they're located in the world.
0: You are bossy there.
1: Dude, I'm on (laughs) it. I'm type A personality today. Let's get this going. So do you know what is the premier source
0: for sapphire? The premier source was, Historically, historically, was Kashmir,
1: Which I find interesting because it was only mined for six years.
0: That's not very long. No, from
1: 1881 to 1887.
0: Hmm. Interesting. And we should probably mention, if you don't know where Kashmir is, it's on the border of Pakistan and India, right in that highly contested area. Right. So not only is there is there, supposedly it was mined out, but, you know, with new technology and you stuff, never know. you never I know. Mean, but
1: 1880s, what did they know?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, just like they've gone back in Montana and mined a lot more now, Because they have new technology.
1: Right. So a landslide first exposed the sapphires in Kashmir. And then they mined it all up. And the problems today with going back and mining is that it's in that politically unstable area. And it's constantly covered by snow because it's the top of the Himalayas.
0: Yeah. So the only good thing about global warming is maybe we'll get some new gemstones
1: oh no (laughs) too soon it's no too soon the polar bears jonathan oh i forgot about the polar bears they're so cute
0: sapphires polar bears
1: polar bears all day
0: yeah i think you're right polar bears all right it's funny as sapphires
1: another so i think we should talk about two there jonathan i'm trying to keep us on track and you're talking about polar
0: bears oh you brought up polar bears they're so cute (laughs) (laughs) I just, <laughs> <laughs> okay,
1: cashmere sapphires, why are they so highly regarded? Why uh, are they the Due best? to the silk. Yes, it's due to the inclusions.
0: No heat treatment necessary.
1: They're these brilliant blue colors that have a velvety look, and I didn't understand that until I saw one, and it looks like velvet. It diffracts the light inside the stone, so it just shimmers everywhere and it's a soft color
0: beautiful beautiful
1: beautiful and that's why we all want a cashmere sapphire now you can get sapphires from other places that have the same look but they're not cashmere and that's why those cashmere sapphires go for hundreds of thousand dollars at christie's auction house or sotheby's or wherever they're auction now or even millions or millions yeah depending on the size depending on the stone Another source is uh, Myanmar or Burma, but their fine blue sapphires are rare there. They're more known for their spinels and their rubies. Right, um, but they
0: do produce some beautiful.
1: Yeah, sporadic and rare. They're recovered in uh, alluvial deposits, so mm-hmm.
0: in riverbeds. Yep.
1: Uh, next would probably be the most important or significant source of um, sapphires. sapphires
0: Probably ever, but and today. Yeah. Which is Sri Lanka.
1: Or Ceylon.
0: Ceylon sapphires. Which Ceylon could also does kind of include part of Madagascar too.
1: I mean, if you're talking Pangea-wise. Yeah. But
0: and color and sourcing, and sometimes it's hard to tell the difference between some of the Madagascar material.
1: Yes. But speaking of Ceylon. We'll get to Madagascar. Okay. The, it, it is considered the first source of sapphires ever discovered in the world. It's been supplying sapphires for over 2,000 years. It's a long time. It is. It's actually one of the Earth's largest concentration of gemstones. On, on the little island of Sri Lanka, there are over 40 different gemstone species found there. It's a lot. It is. Uh, Most of it is found in river gravel or alluvial deposits. And you have to think about it. They have a ton of rain there with typhoon season and everything. So they have really high erosion rates. So it erodes everything down to riverbeds, modern riverbeds, or ancient riverbeds that are now covered up. So they have to go in there. One thing that I found super interesting about Sri Lanka is that by law, they must use non-mechanized equipment. So no motors. They're sitting there sifting stuff by hand and yeah.
0: But they do some primary source mining in Sri Lanka as well, right? How do they dig those holes? All by hand? All
1: by hand. Non-mechanized. It's law. Wow. Baby. It's law. That's why there have been no big mining conglomerates or anything like that that have gone into Sri Lanka. They've really managed to keep foreigners out of their gem mining business.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
1: It is. That's where my sapphire is from. Yeah. Ceylon. Mine is not. Yours is not. Yours is Thai. Yes. Which is another source.
0: It's a... Also a a a source, but it tends to have a lot more iron and be a little bit darker in color.
1: Yeah, it's a basalt deposit. Yep. And the two main mining areas in Thailand were
0: Can Chanterbury and Chanterbury.
1: Yes. That's always confused me. Yeah. Can
0: Chanterbury and Chanterbury.
1: Darn it. Okay.
0: So the interesting thing when we were in Chanterbury is is that we it's it's volcanic. Mm-hmm. And so you, you hike up this volcano and you ring the bell. Cal
1: Ploy Lin.
0: Yep. It and just means
1: mountain it, gemstone. Gemstone of mountain or gem something. Mountain. Gem mountain
0: oh. volcano. <laughs> And then it's pretty cool. You can look out and you see uh, it's it's a big farming area. So when you look out, it's not like you see holes everywhere, mm-hmm. mines everywhere. You see farms everywhere. And then it's kind of interesting that the farmers basically are farming on top of sapphires. Sapphires, and but obviously you don't go that deep when you're farming. And so when the miners was, I mean, when the farmer's ready to retire, they want a new house or something like that. They mine. They they would suddenly be switched from farmers to miners. Yeah. And so it's very interesting. You'd see, you could look out and see, and if you saw a really nice house on a plot of land, you'd know, oh, that one's already been mined. Yeah. And if you see one that is a little straw hut and a farmer is still farming it, you know, oh, that one hasn't been done yet. And yeah. so you can kind of look out and so they, and then once they're done mining the whole area, then they turn it back into a farm again. So yeah. it's kind of interesting how they're just naturally.
1: I thought it was cool. Jonathan and I had the opportunity over five years to go and visit the same line in Chanterbury. And it was this little farmer and his wife and they strategically mined different areas of their farm, and the last spot they mined was where their house was. Right. And so they kind of mined all all around, and then they tore down their house and mined there, and built a new house when they were done.
0: Yeah, we haven't been back though to see we the new house. We haven't seen the new
1: house, but so, ho- hopefully it was good for them. Yeah,
0: hopefully it turned out well. They were they were nice.
1: It really uh, Thailand's major role in the sapphire industry is cutting and trade.
0: Uh, yeah, cutting, heating.
1: Heating, that's true. That's where all the burning is done, the cooking. The cooking. Yeah, that's where all the... And, and Can Chanterbury can Chatterbury, was the leader in commercial quality goods from the, eight, the 80s to the 90s until Australia came to be. But a close neighbor to... Thailand, Cambodia, where Jonathan and I also had a chance to visit the mines there, uh, produces some beautiful sapphires as well. Yeah. Pailene, which means otter's play. And so when we went there, we were told the story of how they discovered gemstones in the area. And there was someone kind of, I don't know, on a self-exploration mission just walking through the area, and he saw an otter playing with one big redstone and one big blue stone, and he said, there must be rubies and sapphires in this area. So they came back, started mining, and found rubies and sapphires. So the name of Pyleen is inspired by that story of the otter playing in the river. Yeah. Uh, the the hard thing about gemstone mining in Cambodia is that in the nineteen seventies it was
0: with the Khmer Rouge. With
1: the Khmer Rouge, the oppressive Khmer Rouge regime, they controlled the mines in Pailin until late nineteen nineties, and so they're just now beginning to reestablish. Reestablish. And when Jonathan and I were there, it was
0: you do not leave the trail because there are active mines. There still. are
1: active landmines still. So you didn't go off the path. And and Cambodia is doing a huge cleanup job trying to locate and find all these unexploded landmines, but still it's a huge problem and obviously when you're talking about mining, it affects their ability to go in and mine when they don't know if there's an un undet- detonated explosive device. It's scary. It is it
0: is uh, so then after Thailand, Cambodia.
1: And then Australia. Australia. Which really ticked off the Thais and the Sri Lankans.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and they were the, the largest producer of sapphires back in the late 80s.
1: Yeah, Thailand and Thailand and Sri Lanka until Australia came into the market in the 80s, 90s, and started mechanized mining of sapphire now their sapphires are a dark inky blue and so they're more what we would call commercial quality not your fine sapphires right
0: almost black
1: but today about 90 percent of your commercial sapphires come from australia
0: yeah and which are all dark blue to black
1: dark blue to black now there are some nice sapphires that do come from australia There's a competition between Thailand, Sri Lanka, and Australia. And a lot of your Thai cutters or Sri Lankan cutters would buy Australian gemstones, the finer stones, and call them Thai or Sri Lankan. Because they would, one, get more money for them, and two, they wanted to make sure that the Australian gemstones had the connotation of being just dark and inky, that nothing nice, nothing fine came out of there. So sometimes Australia does get a bad rap. Not all their stones are dark and inky.
0: Blue. Thank you. The Australians, thank you.
1: I do love Australians. We do love our oval, But I will say that virtually every gemstone that comes out of Australia has to be heat treated because it is so dark.
0: Right. They need to add some oxygen to light their mm-hmm. yeah. up. Uh,
1: the, probably the one of the most major sources today in sapphires is Madagascar. Right for your fine quality. I think for fine quality sapphires, you have Sri Lanka and Madagascar really at the top.
0: Right, yeah. And... Ilakaka.
1: Ilakaka. Ilakaka. Is a city. It was a field until they discovered sapphire, and then there was like a gold rush. Yeah. A mine rush. Gold rush. I'm doing air quotes here. You can't see me, but there was a, a mine rush, uh, the interesting thing about Madagascar is that it has some basalt and some non-basalt. So you, that's where you can get the really fine, high quality, and then non-basalt. And then also you get the dun. And they're saying that uh, Madagascar is going to be a great source for sapphire for decades to come. Yeah, because of the amount of material there.
0: Lots. Speaking of another country that is extremely gem rich. Pangea. Yeah. So, Back
1: to that, they used to be the same place.
0: It's amazing.
1: And then I think last for your major, I would call it a major source or significant source a significant of sapphire. A significant source, yeah. especially Montana.
0: Yeah, and so Yogo is not producing that much and never really produced that much, but... Rock Creek just got reopened two, three years ago, and it's producing quite, quite a lot of sapphires and a really, some really cool tealy blues. So a lot of those blue green sapphires that you see, that's most of that material is coming out of uh, Montana.
1: Yeah, so Rock Creek is all an alluvial deposit, so they're they're mining riverbeds. Uh, Yogo is directly from the host. Yeah, it's source mining and. It's an Much extremely difficult. difficult recovery. It's it all has to basically be blasted out with dynamite
0: underground, underground, Blasting. super safe.
1: It's not safe. Um, it so only about ten percent of the stones recovered are over one carat from the Yogo mine.
0: Yeah, very small.
1: Very small recovery. They're typically pretty flat crystals. So when we get them, we do sell Yogo sapphire and and what is called montana sapphire but a lot of the yoga material is really flat you have to do ovals or rose cut very thin cut gemstones. they have they have also reopened the yoga mines the babies the babies is that who bought don it? Beatty. don Beatty. and and they're actively mining it yes or they yeah they
0: got got it all reopened
1: it's, it's difficult to mine in, in the U.S. Yes. Let's be honest. Lots of, lots of regulations. There's huge mining costs. Labor in the U.S. is much more expensive than it is elsewhere in the world. And it's and that's why they command the premium that they do. Yeah. It's probably one of the premier American gemstones, Montana Sapphire. Yeah. yeah.
0: Especially more material than anything else.
1: More material. I'm
0: sorry, I don't understand what you're saying. Well, there's, like, where else in the U.S. is there that much material, like, that there's that much, oh, okay. like, gemstone now material, get, like, total number of, total mm-hmm. number of gemstones carrots wise Oh, okay. Now I, I mean, imagine. Maine produced quite a bit of tourmaline, but I still think like, more sapphire came out of Montana. Yeah, but what's tourmaline compared sapphire?
1: So I think that wraps up the basics of sapphire. Sources... Blue, Blue sapphire. yes. Uh, so next week we're going to cover... <clears throat> so next week we're going to cover fancy sapphire and phenomenal sapphires.
0: And synthetic sapphires.
1: And synthetic sapphires.
0: Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Gem Junkies. If you have any uh, questions or comments, feel free to email us at... Gem junkies at parlaygems.com
1: and make sure you subscribe to our podcast on SoundCloud iTunes or Google Play and if you like us rate us and leave us a message we love to we love to hear from our listeners mm-hmm. also if you want to know more about what we do at Parlay Gems you can follow us on Twitter Instagram and Facebook at Parlay Gems thank you so much for listening
0: and the next
1: week is fancy
0: sapphires alright thank you <laughs> bye bye guys
1: Are we, Are we
0: talking? Are we too boring? No. Okay. We talked about fires. We talked about chastity. Talked
1: okay. about- <laughs> I think once a week she asked that. So yeah. Like,
0: Are we boring? Are we boring? Okay.